1: Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building, and we're going to have Jenna X joining us later in the show, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how BlackRock, Van Eyck, and JP Morgan are all excited about a Bitcoin ETF, with now Jim Cramer supporting the idea that Bitcoin is a technological revolution that's here to stay. While one of our favorite projects, XRP, is set to profit off of the FedNow expansion, we're going to discuss Ripple's communications with FedNow and how that could impact one of our favorite currencies. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we got a bunch of exciting news, but first of all, Welcome back, my friend. I was gone for a week. You were only gone for a day, but we finally get to be back together. So I'm super excited for that. How are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here.
3: It's been a while, abs, and I'm feeling good. And uh, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there and Happy New Year to everybody. Hopefully, they all had a great one, abs. And hopefully, you did too. We definitely missed you last week. And uh, Gonzo, hope you also had a great uh, New Year day. So it was, uh, you know, the holidays are always a great time. So it's always a great time to spend time with family. And hopefully, everybody had a chance to do that.
1: That's awesome, Johnny. And the Italian mafia is thriving. I saw some pictures, my friend. You and your family are great. But I want to give a shout out to Gonzo as well. Gonzo, super committed, always here, bringing bringing the content and information. Today, we're going to talk about some charts specifically with the altcoins and how many of our favorite projects could profit during the next pullback for Bitcoin. So we're going to make those comparisons. But first of all, how are you feeling? And thanks for being here, bro.
4: I'm feeling outstanding, man. We had a good day yesterday. It was just me and Habs holding it down. So that was super cool, but good to have Johnny back. Uh, but yeah, man, I was just like reflecting. I was talking to Shelly last night, man. I-, I think this year is gonna be insane. Like when we think about like what certain projects are gonna do and the gains, and uh I-, I think it's just gonna catch people uh off guard. Uh when we're talking about this in a year from now, we're gonna reflect back and be like, man, that was nuts.
1: Guys, and get ready for this because I titled this episode The Last Bull Run Confirmed. One of the biggest players in the crypto market, Steven Narayoff, is talking about how XRP could not only have an explosive bull run, it could be the last bull run. And I want you to keep in mind, what did Monica Long say just a couple of weeks ago? This is the cycle where speculation turns into utility, and many of our favorite projects are going to act differently when that occurs. We're going to start this thing off the same way we always do, by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, we've got HBAR up about 11%, Bitcoin up 5%, Flare token up 4% and the rest of the market up about 2 to 3% across the board. When we look at our total coin market cap, we are sitting at 1.73 trillion in our Merlin market update this morning. Bitcoin is 51% dominance, Ethereum is about 16%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 45,200, Ethereum is 2300, Solana outperforming right now, still holding $110. We also got XRP 62 cents and Cardano Trading at 61 cents this morning, and guys, we already got 265 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button, and Johnny. Because this ties into everything else we're going to talk about during today's show, this is where I'd like to start. A couple of weeks ago, Ripple put out these predictions. They got several takes from many of the biggest employees. Their president, their uh, David Schwartz, Brad Garlinghouse, anybody you can think about the company. They gave their opinion, but this quote in particular really stuck out to me. And this is from a this is in the Ripple predictions tweet. From December 21st, just a couple of weeks ago, a major U.S. retailer will accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment, allowing Americans the ability to use blockchain-based payments for everyday purchases. Now, the original question I asked was, is it Bank of America? Is it Apple? Is it Amazon? We don't know. But as I look at this tweet more carefully, what does it tell you? We need regulation in some way, shape, or form before an Apple or an Amazon even starts using this stuff. So are they indicating that we're going to see regulation in the next couple of weeks or a couple of months? I think so. And I think that we can break this down throughout today's episode, but I thought this would be a good place to start, Johnny. Do you think, first of all, do you think they're hinting at something or are they just shooting blanks here, not really understanding what's going on? Or is it going to be regulation that leads us to see a retailer adopt these cryptocurrency technologies? Your take. Yeah,
3: that's that's actually always the the question, right? That's a great question. The reality is we're not getting regulation in two weeks, right? (laughs) Have you seen how Congress moves? Snails move faster than Congress, okay? So there's no chance of getting regulation anytime very soon. Um, unless, of course, you know, they decide, but I, I don't think it's gonna happen that quick, Abs. Um, but you already see a lot of the payment systems already working to add crypto. Go look at your PayPal account, go look at your Cash App account, go look at your Venmo account. All of them have crypto there already. Either, either it's a section for crypto. You can already see it. It's already there. They're building it in. So the capability, theoretically, is already there. I could buy Bitcoin today right now with any one of those three things. Um, I can even buy a couple other cryptos. So the reality is it isn't, it isn't going to surprise me at some point in time if they allow something like a Bitcoin or something, you know, probably. Now, if you think about it, if we get the ETF, that is going to come across into people's eyes as if it's regulated because the sec is going to give approval to these agencies now it's not regulation in the sense like there's a law, you know, a, a bill that's been passed by Congress, but, but, but the ETFs, ETFs themselves will appear as if they're regular. Well, they are regulated. It will appear as if BTC is regulated. The reality is, you know, I'm not sure where we're going to get law around BTC As they already said it's not security. So anyway, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at some point in time. If, 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 if one of these retailers say, Hey, yeah, you know, like Tesla did. Hey, you can buy this thing with Bitcoin. And oh, by the way, guess what? It's available on PayPal. It's available on Cash App. It's available on Venmo. We're kind of almost there. We're very, 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 very close. Good point. I'm not saying Bitcoin is the the best way to do that, but it might be the, the way we start out the gate with crypto because it's the most popular, most well-known.
1: And Gonzo, we are going to get into the Jim Cramer video from this morning where he taught, where he called Bitcoin a technological revolution that cannot be stopped. <laughs> This man has to be I'm reading the script. Just, I'm a couple, just a couple of months ago, he was on CNBC. I believe it was October, November, stating that this thing was very bearish. Since that date, we've done nothing but bullish momentum. Now he's calling for bullish momentum. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we get a pullback, but Johnny brought up this information, so I want to break it down right here. Why the Grayscale XRP ETF is likely gonzo? So, it's not that we're excited that Grayscale is just going to launch a straight up XRP trust product because that's going to be exciting, and I think that will happen. But where the real utility and explosion comes in is when companies like Grayscale, JP Morgan, BlackRock, Citibank are all offering baskets of altcoins, including Bitcoin. So we could see something like this. I've seen the applications from Grayscale previously. It's 30% Bitcoin, 30% Ethereum, 10% Solana, 9% XRP, 8% Cardano, so on and so forth. I don't want to bore people. But the reality is that when those types of products are launched, this market's going to change and it's going to move from speculation into utility. The more that people are buying these assets, the higher they're going to go up in price. And accessibility is one of the most important rules in finance. You need to be able to purchase the asset. That's about to happen for Americans Amer- and American companies in particular. What do you think that means for XRP as well as altcoins worldwide?
4: Well, like going back to the previous story that you just talked about, like one of the biggest use cases for cryptocurrency is payments, right? And I think people we always like get wrapped up in like, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, stuff like that, but it's really the stablecoin market. Like if you look at like when banks are messing with this technology, they're dealing in stablecoins. And so what I think is interesting is like, you know, usually stablecoins are built on Ethereum, but you're starting to see stablecoins built on other platforms, right? We see the meme craze that's happening on Solana, but you're starting to see an influx of structure being built for payments on Solana with Solana Pay and stablecoins. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, But uh, as far as the crypto ETF thing, you know, I still think we need regulation. I I think that we will still kind of be—this is just my personal opinion— in a type of speculation mode until we get actual regulation because you don't know what laws are going to create that are going to void out certain projects or certain technologies, right? What they're going to rule a security. We already have clarity on XRP. But we really need Congress to step in and make rules of the road. The problem is this, is that by the time they make rules, and if you're trying to get in, you, I think you've missed out on all that ROI, right? That all happens in the speculation phase going into the transition to like uh, utility phase, right? Not that there won't be gains to be made, but like these huge gains that we see, these 1,000, uh, 100Xs, 50Xs, um, I think once we get regulation and things stabilize, Uh, Those will be a thing of the past. It'll be more like what you see in the stock market, which isn't bad, but I think this is the opportunity that we have here to actually change your life. We've never seen an asset class, right? Even when you had the internet boom and the telecommunication boom, there was companies there that got rich, right? But the individual couldn't get in on that and get rich. This is the one asset class where you can have an individual actually get in right? And actually change their lives. So- And and
1: even to add to your point, because I'm going to come straight back to you for this chart, but just to add to your point, we've heard the institution say this quote, and this really stuck out to me. For the first time ever, because of blockchain technologies, the retail investor has the opportunity to front run the institution. We were always held out because of the accredited investor. That means you got to make over 200 grand or have over a million in net worth, not including your home. A lot of Americans do not meet those qualifications. And for the first time ever, We're getting access to these technologies. And what are we learning from this entire process, Gonzo? The elected officials who run the regulatory agencies are not working for us. Let's just put it that way and keep it fairly lighthearted this morning. But I want to get back into some more positive news because I think this is what people show up to the show for, for the first time in three years. The Gaussian channel is flipping. We are going from red into green territory. And this chart very much speaks for itself. So for everybody on YouTube, Twitter, just look at your screen and check out what's going on here. This has only happened in 2020 and 2016, which was followed by an altcoin season. This cross might be a little bit too early as the halving will typically take place in April of 2024. But nevertheless, this is probably a a similar pattern to what we saw in 2016 for altcoins. And Gonzo, I'm going to kick it straight to you, but look at what happened in 2016. As you can tell, we went from about... $12 $12 million in value. I'm going to do a rough estimate. It looks like it's about $500 billion. I I don't know if I'm leaping here, but that's literally what I'm reading on this chart. So I don't think we're going to see something similar to that. Now that I'm reading this information out loud, I think it's going to be similar to 2020 where there's a couple of projects that do a 10X, do a 12X, do a 50X. Look at what happened to Cardano just last cycle did 100X. I think there's opportunities there, but I don't think that this market's about to do a 30, 35X overall for altcoins, but I'm going to kick it to you and then we'll go to Johnny. What do you take away from this information?
4: Um, you know, I, I think we're still very, very early. I was just, when I saw that story, I looked at the uh, the others, uh, the altcoin market, right? And if you include Ethereum, we literally, from the bottom to where we're at now, I think is a $300 million difference, right, with Ethereum. Without Ethereum, it's a $200 million difference, right? So we're still very early. So when you think about where this could go, right? I And I want to say the numbers were like, uh, the top right now, we're at like 500, Billion, So we still have another half just to get to a trillion, right? And so think about where we're at right now and then add another like double up where we're at right now, and that gives you like a trillion. So, you know, I I think there's a lot more room to go. I think that when you look outside the top 10, those projects, because they were further down the risk curve, have run a little bit harder, Uh, but we have to see what happens, right? We're going to get that spot ETF that gets approved right now. Bitcoin dominance is absolutely crushing it. Last week when I showed the chart, we saw the bottoming structure i said this look like it's bouncing and it's bouncing so as long as bitcoin holds up moves sideways or up and bitcoin dominance keeps going up then the altcoins are good what we need to be careful of is if bitcoin decides to correct and bitcoin dominance continues rising which it can just because the bitcoin price is going down bitcoin dominance can still keep rising up that's where the altcoins will have an issue but until then like we're, we we still have more to, to I think there's more money to flow into the altcoins to push them
1: up. Johnny Crypto, we got 420 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And guys, if you're not subscribed to the channel, subscribe and turn the notification bell on. This channel is on every single day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Turn the notification bell on so you make every single episode. But Johnny, before we move into the relevant content today, we're going to talk about Saudi Arabia, Jim Cramer, and of course, xrp ripple and fed now connections i've got a great article when it comes to that but let me know what you think when you look at the altcoin market overall do you think this is more similar to 2016 do you think it's more similar to 2020 or are we going to see something we've never seen before
3: i'm going to put it more in the camp of 2020 or something we've never seen before there's too it's too much of a market it's too many different big boy players in this market now for me to believe that everything's going to be exactly the same. It was completely hunky-dory. Nobody's paying attention. We're going to get exactly the same thing. I don't see that happening this time around. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be monitoring just like everybody else. Curious to see how it plays. But when the big boys are involved, it usually is a very, very different game. And they always do completely opposite of what you think is going to happen. The question is, is it what we think is going to happen? Or is what the masses think are going to happen? Because we, who have been following this too close, you know, closely for so long, have a different view and opinion than the general masses. So it's very, very confusing. Is it going to do the opposite of us, or the opposite of the masses? Time is going to tell.
4: If if, yep. if I can add something, if we look at the ROI, the rate of return on Bitcoin, uh, and uh, it was Benjamin Cowen. I was watching him; he was doing like kind of a yearly review on where he was right and he was wrong, and he, and he's got uh, real good analytics and he was looking at the ROI on bitcoin and what what we saw what, what he found is that we actually have not been following a pre-having year right no. when you look at the ROI we've been following the having year so either this thing's really going to take off or we're just they're they're running it early right there's always like johnny saying there's always a twist it it seems like because when you look at the ROI return we're matching a having year Right, there's only one year that uh, the ROI was a little was was higher. I think it was 2016. So it does seem like this thing is running earlier. So the only question is if it runs earlier and it takes off earlier, does it sustain and we just go higher, or do we do what we've always done? We are just doing earlier and then we roll over earlier. Everything gets kind of offset. Gonzo, so this is the game
1: show. I would be ringing the bell for a winner right now because I think you're spot on. At the end of the day, what's happening right now is institutions are front-running the Bitcoin news. I think that the reason it's operating like a having year is because companies like this, I just pulled up the article and Johnny said it first, BlackRock, Van Eyck, JP Morgan, you name the company, they're excited about Bitcoin. And we're going to show you a video from Mark Yusko doubling down on this. But what did Gonzo just say? It's operating as a pre-halving year. What does that tell me? Crypto is operating as it always has. Buy the rumor, sell the news. When the ETF news comes out, Every retail investor out there is saying that's going to be the lottery ticket. That's going to be the moneymaker. The evidence tells us when we compare it to gold and other assets, when an ETF is launched, the first three months after a launch, there is bearish price action. That's just the way it works. So, Johnny, I don't know if you have any additional comments. We'll roll into some articles.
3: The elites are not in this to lose money, they're in it to take your money. That's how it works. And we have to get past the ETF news because that's when all this, that's when everything's going to, you know. Like you said, it's going to be probably a sell the news event. everybody every, and first it'll probably be a quick pump, kind of like XRP did, right? Pumped and then it dumped and then it sat sideways for a while. I suspect we'll get the same thing, but it's a whole it's a whole different dynamic after that. So I'm not really sure how it's going to look and play. Uh, the one thing I'm just kind of sure of is I, I still think at some point we will see BTC in the in in the six figure range. I just don't know exactly how that timing is going to look and play versus the prior bull runs. If it's a you know, year after the pre, you know, everybody's talking about, Oh, it takes about a year after the having. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We're going to see. But uh I think that's the thing for everybody to remember here is make sure you have your exit strategy set and it won't matter because when your targets get hit, just make sure you go in and do the one thing that is very, very hard to do. Hit the damn sell button and take some of those profits. I've already taken profits. Like my Merlin has already told me, like three different ta- three different targets have been hit already, and I've taken my first target, and I've and I've actually used that money. Some of it's sitting aside, and some of it I literally have been reinvesting. You know, during tax harvesting week last week, because it's like, well, why, why not put some of it back to work for you? So, you know, just take your profits when they come, and everything's gonna be good.
1: I agree with you there, Johnny. And one of the hardest things to do during a bull market is take profit. Everybody thinks it's a, it's a battle during a bear market. Wait till you start making money. It is double, triple the difficulty to hit the sell button. So but here's a, here's a Jim Cramer video, guys. I got to switch my audio. Here we go. You can't kill it. This thing is, it, it, you can't
3: kill it. No, can't. And the late Charlie Munger, who was so uh, brilliant on so many things, was blind to this. Now you can say, wait a second, maybe it's all going to come unravel. Jamie Dimon has uh, has not spared any uh, negative words. No, but look, I mean, it's a reality, and it's a technological marvel, and I think people have to start recognizing that it's here to stay. The SEC's been against it almost the whole time. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that every one of these is here to stay, but I do think that— it's about. This is a remarkable comeback that was unexpected, and except for for all the bulls who were.
4: to be right. Gensler does a lot of jawboning. Didn't work. A lot, a lot of jawboning.
3: Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Let me grab it. Hold on a second. Let me get the dust off of it. You know what? This is the most opportune time to bring it back. For those of you who are new to the show, we call this the Rat Snake Weasel Index. And when we put people on here, we're going to show you where Jim Cramer So Jim Cramer goes, oh, actually, Cramer breaks the meter. He goes past the rat snake. He's the biggest rat snake weasel in the whole entire space. There's no doubt about it. He wins. He breaks the meter.
1: Johnny, you know how they call the Lombardi trophy, the Super Bowl trophy? They call it the Lombardi trophy. We call the rat snake weasel index the Jim Cramer index from now on.
3: Yes, yes. He's, he's by far. Him and Gensler are right there at the top. But he's, he goes past Gensler. Complete rat snake weasel. This guy was talking about how Bitcoin was, you know, crap and garbage and never going to make it. Blah, blah. And now all of a sudden, it's the most technological advanced thing he's talking about over here and telling people I can't go away. You're right. You can't kill it. That is true. They've all figured that out. They have tried their best to kill the, the you know, to kill this thing and they haven't been able to. And now it's coming. It's here. And they're all going to, you know, hop on this bandwagon and they're all going to ride it. But, yeah, this guy here, you know, the bad news about him saying is good is, you know, we all know what happens when we all know what happens when Kramer starts talking about, you know, good things about something. It's just the opposite. I mean, you want to make money in the market. Just do the opposite of what Kramer says. 80 percent of the time you're going to make a shit ton of money. And if he's starting to talk about the fact that, you know, Bitcoin's great and it's time to buy. Well, then guess what? It's a pretty simple indicator. You already know it's time to sell.
1: Gonzo, I want to kick it straight to you because I don't yeah. want to take the floor. Give me your immediate reaction.
4: Bro, I think we're in trouble. I think we're in trouble, man, because it, as soon as he changed his attitude, uh, I mean, I could definitely see the announcement price pushes up and then it turns into a candle wick and then it just the body pushes all the way down and becomes like a reversal candle. Uh, I can see that now. I, I, I think we're in trouble. If Jim is out here promoting this thing, then um, you know what's to come next. We'll see how accurate he is. I'm telling you, if this thing rolls over on us, then you can just use the Jim Cramer uh, indicator to do the rest of your trading for 2024.
1: <laughs> and Jenna, as we look at this market, it's been one of the most accurate indicators in the game, the Jim Cramer indicator. And I'm not sure if you saw this clip. I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself. But this is what we just heard from Jim. Jim Kramer declared Bitcoin is indestructible, stating it cannot be killed and the tech is here to stay. It's a technological marvel that's here to stay, said Jim Kramer, and the SEC has been against it the whole time. This is a remarkable comeback that was unexpected for Bitcoin. So this is the last thing we want to hear. Believe it or not, if you're new to this market, the last thing you want to hear is Jim (laughs) Kramer getting overly excited. So with that being said, Jenna, first of all, happy new year. Welcome into 2024 and welcome into Good Morning Crypto. Love the shirt and how you feeling?
2: Thank you guys. Oh, happy new year. Well, shit. If that isn't like the biggest sell signal ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm running really a little behind today, guys. I had something I had to um work on right before, but oh my God, happy new year. I love you guys. We're going to 2024 and I hope we have, we make generational wealth this year. Um, you know, I'm banking on it.
3: <laughs> happy new
1: year, Jenna. Good to see you.
2: Happy new year. Yeah.
3: New year, Jenna.
1: Jenna, you, you gotta give me your thoughts. I know you said it's bearish. Why okay. does Jim Cramer even talk about crypto? It's like, I think he's given scripts. I genuinely think he's, he knows that retail investors listen to him, the average one, not like our crypto investors that are watching us. And they take him at his word. So if Jim Cramer is always talking about Tesla and Apple stock, and then all of a sudden he talks about Bitcoin, he knows that the retailers are going to buy the $45,000 top. And I'm not saying it's it's a top top. We're talking about relative to the news. And then we're going to see the institution sell. So that, that's just, he just yeah. making the big men money. That's my yeah. thought. What do you think?
2: Oh, no, 100%. He's a puppet. Remember when he was telling everyone to buy Coinbase at like $300. And then like it just obviously tanked. And we're like, Oh, nice work. But yeah, everybody knows like whatever he says, do the opposite. Every now and then we got to throw him a bone. But that is so rare. But he needs to stay out of crypto. He's changed his mind on it so many different times. I'm like, how can you believe him and take him seriously when he flip flops all the time? I don't like people that flip flop.
3: Yeah, we should call him John Kerry. For those of you who were born earlier in the years, and might remember, he would flip flop all the time on on topics. Right. <laughs> so you'd get a, right. you'd be called. John I know L. exactly
1: L. what he's you're L. talking about.
3: He's the I didn't know if you were still in diapers, but he's the he's the John Kerry of crypto. I mean, he flip flops like he's so far back and forth. But the reality is, yes, I think you're 100 right, abs. There's no doubt about it. He's given scripts. He's told which before he goes on the air. He's told, okay, these are the ones you're going to pump. These are the ones you're going to dump. you know, And then we're going to do the opposite of what you tell the masses. It's very, very simple. If you if you understand that equation, when you watch a show, you almost know what to do. Just do the opposite of what Jim says.
1: And guys, we're going to go through Stephen DeRayoff's response to this possibly or maybe definitely being XRP's last bull run. We're going to break it down. But Johnny, I want to start with this information for you. And this is a crypto show, so we're not going to kill this content and talk about it too much. But I thought this was worth addressing on our channel. Just in this morning, about 30 minutes before we started the show, Saudi Arabia joins BRICS. And this is from their state television channel. Longly, this has been anticipated. I think we're only going to see more and more countries joining the BRICS movement. But I did just want to spend a couple of moments on this. And maybe you can talk about if this is... Let's take a specific approach on this because this could go a lot of directions. If this is going to hurt the US dollar, is that going to be positive for cryptocurrencies? Because this is a crypto channel. I want to tie this negative news to possibly some positive news. If the US dollar continues to get tanked, continues to diminish... We know that's what Bitcoin's weighted against, right? Everybody says, what's on CNBC? Bitcoin is worth 45,000 US dollars. If the US dollar continues to collapse, maybe it's going to be great for the people holding some of these assets. What do you think?
3: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. It's how it works. Uh, Any asset that's valued in, in, in the dollar or any, any asset you look at that's value. As the dollar goes down, that that, that asset value obviously does the opposite, right? It's a simple math equation at that point. So you would expect it to go up. And that's the whole reason why people say, okay, what's a hedge against inflation? What they're really saying is what's a hedge against when they print more money? Well, it's, it's real assets. Real assets like housing, um, cans of tuna, gold, silver, anything that's a real asset that has value that people pay for, that theoretically goes up as the value, the purchasing power of fiat goes down. So, yeah, you can absolutely assume that the price of BTC, um, crypto in general, but more so BTC, because it's being considered a store of value, is probably going to go up. No question about it. It's going to be a hedge against the devaluation of the dollar. At
2: Johnny, least that's what I Johnny, are you saying we should buy cans of tuna as a hedge against inflation?
3: I mean, you certainly can, but yeah, I'm not saying necessarily for that portion for the hedge of inflation. That's for a different reason that we can talk about when we have more time. But I would certainly have some cans of tuna stocked up. If you don't believe me, go watch Robert Kiyosaki. He'll tell you why. But I I'm would certainly make sure I got some crypto in my bags to definitely hedge against it. But cans of tuna, well, it depends. I buy macro. I like macro better than tuna, to be honest with you,
1: Jeff. Fair enough, guys. For eating cans of tuna, I'm going fishing, but we got 580 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I like fresh salmon. I'm not a tuna guy, Johnny, so I don't know if you got my joke. But Jenna, we were talking about how the altcoin market is set to rocket, and we got a couple of indicators proving that. I just want to remind people, a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was mid-December, on the three-day XRP chart, we got for the third time ever what's called a golden cross. When the 200-day moving average passes the 50-day moving average, it's very, very bullish. Only happened three times before, and all three times we saw huge positive momentum. Now, anybody who went through the last bull market knows XRP, it underperformed. Let's be honest here, guys. We didn't break all-time high. We were sued by the SEC. There was a lot of debate about what the validity is. Is it a security? Is it a commodity? Is it a digital asset? And that's still playing itself out now. But, Johnny, this is a quote that I wanted to read, and I'm going to kick it straight to Gonzo after this article because I found this to be very interesting, right? Stephen Arayoff, he's known for his Ethereum breakdowns, but this was a hot take that he had this morning. He said, this could be XRP's last bull run. And let me break it down right here. The question that was asked by WhaleChart is, do you think XRP is going to shine during this bull market? The answer from Stephen Narayoff, yes. Arguably, Ripple's legal victory started this bull run. It's catch-up time for the last bull run. Now, what does he mean there? I actually found a screenshot below that we're going to scroll to right here, and I'll break it down. And Anders, another very popular XRP influencer said, do you hodle XRP, Steven? He doubled down. He said, no, I'm not investing in ether or XRP as I didn't want anyone to say I was biased. I would be an investor in XRP and have publicly spoken about my belief in them since 2014. I have a tiny amount of ether because I need to pay the ETH cabal for their extortion gas fees. That's pretty funny. But uh, Gonzo, sticking on the more important of the article, he called it the last bull run and I thought he did a decent breakdown there, but what's your initial reaction? I'll give my take and kick it to Jenna.
4: I'm still kind of confused. Does he mean like uh, not another bull run like for XRP or for the overall market? Because that's like a theory that I've heard before that, like I said, you know, there's a transition to speculation into utility. And once we get to utility, like the speculation is gone. And the, uh, the ROI is in the speculation, right? Um, you know, humans are going to be human. So I I, I I don't believe in like these like super cycles that it goes up forever. You know, that we're gonna have bear markets, we're gonna have bull markets. But I, I can lean into the fact that, you know, as we transition from speculation to utility, we're gonna lose that ROI, right? Where as you become the 12th sector, you become more like the stock market, where there's gonna be some really good years and then some not so good years. But like these ability to be able to, like, you know, 20, 50, 100,000 X, um, I think we're gonna lose those, like I said, as we get regulation as um, you get institutions coming in and taking everything over to kind of stabilize things.
1: Johnny, this is a great question. I'm going to kick it to you and Jen. I just wanted to address this. Monica, I can't pronounce the last name, said, the U.S. has the largest economy in the world, but if it becomes a different host currency, will the U.S. still have the largest economic market? So what she's asking is, let's just use China as a good example. If they had the global dominant currency, would America still have the best economy? No is the answer, guys. If we lose global dominance when it comes to trade, that's what the whole value of the U.S. dollar is. All oil deals up until like 12 months ago globally had to be settled in the U.S. dollar. So for anybody who doesn't know what the petrodollar is, when you hear petrodollar associate it with oil, you need to use the U.S. dollar for oil. Well, what are we seeing, Johnny? That is not the case anymore. We're seeing private settlement ever since that. I'm, I'm so nervous to say certain words on here, but the war in Ukraine... Ever since that occurred, we've seen the global dominance, the players, massively shift. We've seen Russia communicate with China. We've seen India join European nations. We've actually seen the UAE start working with China. It's very, very interesting what's happening before our eyes. And this is a crypto show, so we'll keep it crypto-oriented. Gonzo brought this up. In 2024, crypto will break the speculative hype cycles that have defined the booms and busts for the industry. This is from Ripple's president, Monica Long. We as an industry will break the cycle by paving the foundation for real-world utility at scale. So there's so much happening. Collapse of the dollar, adoption of cryptocurrencies, regulations on the forefront, spot ETS are on the horizon. There's just so much going on here, Johnny. I'd like to hear your initial reaction to everything I broke down. I'm not even sure what's on your mind, so you let me know.
3: Yeah, there's so much on my mind. It's all over. There's so many things up there. as, But nonetheless, I'll just try to keep it to crypto. We got a
1: monkey going like this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Someone's got to be running back to spinning the wheel. Uh, the, the reality is, you know, th- it is definitely a, a a bad day for the world and for the U.S., I should say. I and mean, all Americans, when, you know, when you hear things like, you know, we're no longer going to be purchasing or the world will no longer need to be purchasing oil in, in the dollar. That is the death of the dollar. That is right there. That's the single kiss of death for the dollars. The dollar is dead. America's dead. You're right. It will not be. The largest economy in the world, it can't because one of the things that drove it was the fact that you needed to use the U.S. dollar globally for anything and everything. And that is no longer the case. That is going to dramatically hurt the the, the economy. It's going to hurt every single life of the America because our purchasing power hasn't even as bad as it is. It's going to get worse in terms of the dollar's purchasing value, right? So that is not a good thing for U.S. citizens, not a good thing for U.S. economy as a whole. We're just going to be a laggard. It's going to be like the U.K. When well, Look at the U.K. After the U.K. lost the dollar, I mean, it, their cost of anything and everything was way more expensive than it was here in the U.S. Johnny, let me
1: say something real quick. In Lebanon, and this is so relevant to what you're saying, they're experiencing over 200% year-over-year inflation. And the reason is their banks don't work. They put money in the bank and the whole entire system collapsed in 2020. Go and do the research, guys. Read a couple articles. My family was directly affected. People who had their life savings. This would be the equivalent of your corporate 401k vanishing. And and nobody even saying, we're going to work to get you 5% back. No, it's gone, guys. Good luck. And that's really what happened in in Lebanon. So shout out to my people. I hope everything gets better. But I just wanted to point that out because people think it's bad. Now, that will never happen in the US. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think that will ever happen in the U.S. I don't know if you disagree, Johnny. Do you? Well, the
3: thing I disagree about is the inflation will happen in the U.S. 200% could absolutely and probably will have. Maybe they might even be higher than that. And that's why you're saying you've, you've never seen the amount of gold that has been purchased before ever than we saw last year. Gold was bought by anybody and everybody who had money. And so the reality is there's a reason why people are shifting from the dollar to gold. And most likely it's because they all knew this event was coming. Now, this is going to be, you know, it's not a flip the switch event where like just today and then tomorrow we're not using the dollar. It's going to take a five to 10 year period as we wean off the dollar and wean on to the one, most likely is what will be the new future world reserve currency or a basket of currencies. Either way, my point being, it'll be a, it'll be a transition over to that. And over time, you'll just notice that you know, milk is five dollars. Then water, milk is eight dollars. Then milk is seven seventeen dollars, and it's twenty five dollars. It's just going to be one of those kind of things where they're just going to kind of naturally, like, holy crap! You, know, it's just going to continue to go up over time. And I think that's the kind of, a, a, you know, pain you're going to see. It you're going to slowly get fed into it. But yeah, that's kind of where I believe we're headed. And that's why you're seeing all these elites. What are they doing? They're moving in the gold and they're moving in the Bitcoin store value. There's a reason why they're doing it.
1: I want to give a shout out to our friend Ruben out there. This guy's always talking to us on space and everything. He said, this year makes me excited and also nervous all at once. I think there's a lot of people who feel that way, Gonzo. And when you look at 2024, there's so much excitement. There's a lot of opportunity, but at the same time, there's a little bit of fear and there's a little bit of caution in, in just like the energy of people. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but what we're going to talk about next is Mark Yusko and his predictions for the Bitcoin ETF. The next four years is going to be unbelievable, according to Mark Yusko. Let me just switch my audio over here, Gonzo. And go, guys, we got 665 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Here's our here's our good friend Mark Yasko breaking down Bitcoin and what could happen over the next couple of months. We're just starting. 2024 is the beginning of the
0: cycle. The next four years, we're going to see massive innovation. Then we're going to see a bust. Just like the 2000 bust. Just like the… You know, 1986 bust, just like the 1958 bust after the 54 to 58 with the mainframes. But from that bust, you'll wipe out a bunch of pretenders, but the real winners will emerge and we'll know five, six, seven years from now, which structure we're moving to. But the next four years, the amount of innovation, the amount of building, the amount of of fun we're going to have. So to, to bring it back to positive, right, we are days away from the beginning of the most fun four years we've had for 14 years, right? Not since 2010, when you had the solo mo boom, and the next four years of social media and, and connectivity and, and carrying this around 100% of the time, it was awesome, and 96 to 2000, if you, I mean, some, some people weren't around, but I was there. So much fun. I mean, I had so much fun from 96 to 2000. And then 2000 2002, wasn't, wasn't much fun. But on the other side of that, the companies that were built, this is, this is the time. And this next four years in the digital space, in the digital realm, it's going to be unbelievable
1: we're just our-
3: Johnny crypto floor is yours I mean he took the words right out of my mouth that he's 100 percent right it's exactly where we are we're back in 1996 and 97 and then everything you know you guys were in diapers some of you weren't around and then what happened was we went up into the 2000s whole entire market bubble crashed 2021 or 2000 2000 2001 and then of course the real survivors stayed there and that's when the real utility then, you know, starts to work its way. If you look at the adoption of utility curve, it starts to come into play. And then the S-curve, you start flowing into the S-curve. And then you move into it 15, you know, 10, 15 years later. So you heard Mark say it's about seven years away before you see real-world utility happening. And so you will see utility beginning. And that's what he's saying. Now, in this year, in 2024, and that's what Monica's saying, this is the year where you're going to really start to see, you know, utility get, get the stakes in the ground. But we're talking day one utility. Day one utility and day 10-year 10, 10 utility are completely different, completely. Not even the same because what is happening today in day one, most of those utilities won't even be here when we get to the real-world utility in, day t- in, in 10 years from now. That's where you'll see who the real survivors are, what utility looks like, who have made it, who the winners were. All the losers are going to be dead and gone and would have been either purchased uh, or, or just you know shut shut up shop and went away. And then, and then that's where you're, so that's why you got to bring, and the reason why he said he had so much fun is because he probably made a shit ton of money. That's what he means. No probably
1: is, about it. No probably about it. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. You you hold on to your bags. You don't do what Johnny Crypto did in 1997, like a moron and sell all your Amazon because you know, take those little life Listen, yes, And that's a blessing
1: in disguise, my friend, because now you're Johnny Crypto instead of the old Johnny, right? And we yeah, got yeah, 183. Be, hold on. Let me plug this. We got 683 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And This reminds me of the exit plan, Johnny, because we're talking about the market changing. Everybody's probably sitting there listening to Mr. Johnny Crypto and going, what are we talking about here? If the market's going to change and things are going to go up forever, why am I taking any profit? Maybe you have a response.
3: Yeah, I do have a response. So what happens is, in that we're in 96 right now. 96 to 2000, everything went up. 2001, 2002, everything crashed. Went all the way back down lost 90% of its value, everything, even the shit that was doing good. And what Mark just told you, we're in 96, and he knows what happens. And he just told you, in about three to four years, the next four years is going to be great, and then everything's going to crash. In 2027, in 20, 2028, 20, everything's going to crash. Now, in the meantime, there's going to be things going up, things going down. You should be taking profits on those things because things are going to go up, things are going to go down, and you're not going to know which ones those are. But they are going to be profit opportunities. You either take them. Or you leave them. You could sit and hold on to your bags, and maybe you'll get lucky. And, and those few that are going to go up forever, you know, even Amazon, which now today is arguably one of the largest companies in the world. It went from a $1 dollar to one hundred twenty-five dollars in two thousand, and then went all the way down to about four or five dollars in two thousand one, two thousand two. So even that went back down. So you're sitting there and you're kicking yourself. You're kicking yourself that you didn't take profits at 125 it came down to four dollars and it didn't get back to 125 till 10 years later abs in the world of utility that everybody's saying is great 10 years later while it was in utility it took to get back to the same number you could have got 10 years earlier that's why you take some that's why you take profits
1: gonzo you're making a lot of faces i'm guessing there's some some contrary response coming so i want to give you the open floor and then we'll kick it to jenna
4: Oh, no, it has nothing to do with Johnny. I I was just reading the comments. I just love our chat. Oh, God. But no, Johnny's spot on. Like, look, I'm not an economist, but when you hear like people like Arthur Hayes and some of those guys that have been in these markets for a very long time and have a lot of experience, Raul Paul and those guys, um, you know, the sense is, is that this is going to be the bull run of all bull runs, right? And then after that, there's going to be a major collapse. And so it's really important while we can't, you know, predict the future or have a crystal ball. Like all you can do is be present and in the moment. And when you get gains, you wanna trap those gains, right? And then you can either leave them to the side, you could use them for your life, or you can put them and diversify into world world assets, whether that's real estate, gold, whatever that is for you, right? But it's important that you have a plan because if you do not have a plan, you're gonna get absolutely wrecked. And just like you can get wrecked in a bear market, people lose sight that you can get absolutely wrecked in a bull market, right? Because what happens is is like, like when we're in 2022, right? Going into last year, like everyone had these like real kind of realistic goals like, hey, you know what? I'm going to put this amount of money in and if it fit 5x and 10x, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to pull this out. I'm going to let it ride. Right. And then as 2023 progressed. Right. And we saw all these gains. That number keeps moving up and up and up and up as the green gene gets you. Right. You lose track of where your goals were, especially if you don't have them written down. Right. And what happens is you keep pushing that further and further and further. And then eventually the market. Correct. Right. We go into a bear market and you get trapped. Right. And so you don't want to do that. I am not doing that again. Right. So you got to have a plan. You got to have an exit strategy um, and you got to just execute your plan, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, hey, yeah. I, was, I was hoping for a difference of opinion. That's why I sent yeah. you up there because I think we all agree. We're all, and not because I want that. I, I think we're all in line here. I just like the, the arguments on the show. I think it's good. Good. Well, content. let's
3: do that. I'll give you it here. I'll give you some difference of opinion. So okay. we got, we got, I love this show because our chat, right? So this is all about our chat. So, you know, let me just address this comment first. There's another one. So yeah, that's right. I'm, first of all, I don't sound like Kramer. Kramer's going to lie to you and tell you the truth. He's going to lie to you and tell you the opposite. I'm telling you what you should do is you should hold some. And you should sell some, 100%. But don't call me Kramer because that's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, take some bags with you, all right? That's how you do that. Number two, this is the reason why, right here. This right here is the problem. This mindset is the issue that's going to get you in trouble. If you think you can't get back in in 10 years, this is why everybody's going to hold and They're going to lose all their money, Abs. Because the elites know this is how humans think, right here. What if I can't get back in? Well, go look at all the charts. Go look at any chart. Gonzo knows he's a TA expert. You can always get back in. And there, there, You can't find me one chart that does that. There's not a single one that does that. There's not one. There's not one. They all do this, then they do this, then they do this, then they do that. Okay? So don't worry. Relaxation, you got the right name. Relax. Don't worry about it. You're going to be able to
1: get back in. And, and just cool. to – I want to validate that too. I felt that way. Uh, a lot of these a did. lot of these early investor questions, like, you're not foolish for thinking that. I thought that. I started off as a Bitcoin maxi, guys. I came into this market as a Bitcoin investor before COVID. So this is way back. This is a different reality. But I was, I came from stocks, moved into Bitcoin, and wasn't until six, maybe four to six months later that I found XRP. So it's just a process, you know?
3: Yeah, 100% abs. And abs, it's not just you. We all did it. Me too. I also felt that we all did it. The difference here at the Academy here and the reason why you're watching the show is because we've learned. We've adjusted our mind. We think differently now. We don't think like that no more. Oh, my God, I can't get it. No, don't worry about it. There's always going to be another opportunity. Don't worry about it. Take some of your bags. Take some props. And that's why I'm saying you don't sell everything. Because if it doesn't come back, guess what? Well, you got 20 30% of your bags that you're bringing with you no matter what. That's yep. the whole reason why you don't do 100% sell. That's why Johnny said earlier, you hold some. That's exactly why you hold it. Thank you. That's exactly why you hold it. Because we don't know what's going to happen. And in case it does go straight up, which it isn't, but in case it does, just to settle our brains because we have to, you hold a little bit so that you don't get snagged. You know, I call that schmuck insurance. You hold on to schmuck insurance in case you aren't going to go up. But trust me, look at 90% of the charts. They all do what you're showing right there. Up, down, up, down. There's always going to be a downtime because guess what? The elites want your money, and they can't take your money if it's just doing that.
1: Jenna fleurs yeah.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. What pumps dumps, what dumps pumps, show me one chart that says otherwise, like, like show me something different. There will always be that opportunity and there's opportunities with all different cryptocurrencies all the time in the market. So hundred percent Johnny, like, and, and what will cause actual depression is if you don't, yourself and take some profits, you know, I and I joke around, I probably will never be a multimillionaire because I pay myself all the time. I take profits. You know what I mean? Like I, I have my strategy and it's set up and it's, and I'm glad that I do. And I'm thankful for Merlin, the tools everybody made, but you guys, you have to think about it. And, and honestly, people get too greedy or they think, okay, no, this is going up, up only, or, you know, they're following all of the Riddlers and this and that. And, you know, maybe, maybe XRP one day could go to $10,000. I don't know, but that's why you don't sell it all because you know, how much XRP do you really need at 10000 dollars to be happy right not very much so you know guys definitely have your plan johnny you're spot on spot on
1: and at the end of the day it's all going to be okay guys whether you take profit or not operate create a plan you know what i mean like you can't just drive blind and i put a poll out there yesterday i said do you have an exit plan or are you riding blind because it really is just that I, i'm going to use my personal example and then we'll finish out the show with some articles back in 20, when i first started off let's use fake numbers i don't want to expose myself I initially wanted to make $10,000. Use a small fake number, right? When you make $10,000, your brain immediately does two things. One, you're overconfident. First of all, you set a goal, you hit your goal, and it was probably too easy. Number two, you think you're going to repeat the process. So you immediately think, I made 10. Imagine if I had five times as much money. I could have made 50. And that's the foolish game that everybody plays with themselves. That's why you have to go in here and, Johnny, look at this. I'm going to put it up on the full screen just for a second here when we create the exit plan, the most valuable thing in my perspective that this does is it tells me exactly what I'm going to make. And I don't have the taxes in here because I I use this with individuals who change it whenever I present it. This tells me exactly how much money I'm going to make after tax. That's so important because a lot of people think I made a hundred thousand dollars. That's great. No, my friend, you made 67 and you may end up and... You got sales tax when you go to CBS. You got sales tax when you go to Whole Foods. So you really made like 62. And that's just the reality of being, you know, an average day investor. So I don't want to bore people, but just finish it out, close it out. What's on your mind, Johnny?
3: Yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, you know, if people haven't created a negative strategy, click on the link below. You get a free 30 days to try it. You absolutely want to make sure you're taking profit. And I just got to address your man, Robin, here. No, we don't want you to take profits because we own Merlin. That's the most retarded, dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say. We don't make any profits when you take profits. And by the way, we've been telling you on the show to take profits for two years before Merlin even existed. So no, sorry, that is not a correct statement. Why we're telling you to take profits is because we've all done abs. We've all done what you said. We all watched our coins go up, and we all watched our coins come down. And did we? What? 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 What benefit did that give us? To not do that. That was just not a smart move on our part. That's why we're telling you to take taxes and, and uh, profits. And abs, you're spot on. In 1997, the reason why I sold all my Amazon, guess what? I made that magic number that you said. I made 10 grand. And for a 27-year-old to make 10 grand when you're working, and you got a wife and two kids, and you know that's a lot of money. And especially back then, only well, making 30 grand. That's a lot of money, right? When you're making one third of your salary, you're out of the gate. And you do. You feel confident. You think you're great. You think you're smart. You know everything. You know nothing. You know, nothing, you know, nothing, but you make that mistake. So take your profits, be happy. Not because we have Merlin, just be grateful that we have Merlin because now you can have a tool to help you set it up. But if you don't want to, guess what? You don't have to use Merlin. I don't care what you use. Use a piece of paper, spreadsheet, do whatever you want. To be just clear, we have-
1: don't, we don't custody anyone's crypto. So we don't no. profit off of your exit plan. That's correct. Just to be clear, we do not custody a single coin. And I think that may be a misconception. I'm gonna say it a third time. We do not touch your crypto. So keep that in mind. We're not looking for your crypto. We're not trying to see what people have. We're literally using the tool. Johnny created a tool as an engineer, brought it to Coach JV, presented it to our whole team. We began using it and developing it every day. Three, two years later, whatever it is, we're offering it to you guys. So it's not like we profit off of it. I want to make that very, very, very clear. We do not custody your crypto. But Johnny, let's get back into our content for today because there's... We can talk about price charts all day, and I've got a great one to show our listeners, Gonzo. Let's start off with you, my friend. You're the TA guy. We'll kick it straight to Jenna afterwards. Right now, we're seeing something on the XRP chart that may actually get the everyday investor excited. We've turned that landmine that was 62 cents. We could not break above it. The data speaks for itself. Anytime we're below 62 cents, we are far below it. Anytime we're above it, we typically get explosive price action. and This illustration very much speaks for that, Gonzo, but I did just want to get your take with XRP sitting at sixty-two cents, Bitcoin is obviously forty-eight K. I'd like to hear your what you see from a price chart perspective. There's a lot of catalysts, and we break them down every day. When you're just looking at the chart, you're just looking at the data. What does this chart say to
4: you? Uh, that's a major resistance level. Why I probably spent so much time on it, and now it's going to be major support, right? Just like with Bitcoin, it was that like that. Uh, you know. It was getting into that $40,000 level, right? 32, whatever that was, that number that we kept just rejecting off of. Same thing for XRP, right? There are big things to come. I think for XRP, it's lagged behind, but like you continue to need Bitcoin to move up. And people can hate me or they can hate that, but if Bitcoin continues to lead, then the rest will follow. If Bitcoin has a significant correction, then everything's going to come down. Now, the good thing about XRP is that because it hasn't done a run yet, It could hold this support line. And if it holds the support line, we're looking really good to kind of bounce off of it, right? And so that's the way that I look at it. That's the only good thing about it being a laggard is that when Bitcoin decides to peel back and dominance continues to go up, Solana is going to take a pretty big hit, right? Because you're going to get a sell-off. Whereas, you know, the, the price of XRP has been crushed for so long. Uh, there isn't a lot of gains to give up, and it goes right to its support line, which what they're showing right there is about sixty three cents. But we really need to get out of this range. But I can see us once we really break out and we get above to that magic dollar number, right, I could see us reholding the support somewhere between a dollar and ninety three cents. But we kind of just need to keep going, right? Like, but I think we'll hold that level.
1: And guys, we got over 700 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. The title of today's episode was Last Bull Run Confirmed. We went through that information about Stephen Arayoff, but one of this illustration clearly shows me, Johnny, is we're overdue, man. I don't even want to say anything beyond that. We are so far overdue. Look at the hyper suppression during the last bull market. Look at where we are today. I think 62 cents is bottom of the barrel for XRP. I genuinely believe in 18 months, we're not going to be talking about a single dollar XRP. I don't think so. Now, I, do I think we're going to talk about double digit? No, but I think we're going to be somewhere in between a and, dollar and eight. And that's a really big range. But I just think that's what's going to take place. I want to hear your reaction. We'll close it out with Jenna.
3: Uh, we are certainly overdue, Abs. Everybody who owns XRP and is still holding it, and all of us who have been holding it for three, four years, and I know that people holding even more than that, pat yourselves on the back. You have the most patience in the world. <laughs> we have been sitting here because, you know, at the end of the day, Abs, I look at it as, We know what we own. We know what it can do. We know its capabilities. We know its real world solves. We know the company itself is working to expand itself into other factions or segments of the crypto space as well. So certainly, I certainly feel like we have something here. That's incredibly valuable. And so we have to wait and see. So, yeah, there's no way I'm selling all my XRP. Am I going to take some profits a little bit on the way up? Sure, because you know what? I know that even if it does go up, it ain't going right to three figures. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. Some of us like to take, take those opportunities to double and triple our bags. We call it free coins. You sell when you're moving up near the top. Then you buy when there's a, when there's a valley, and you can double and triple, and you can grow your bags that way. So for me, abs, I'm looking at it as, yeah, I, I do feel that, yes, at some point, you know, we're definitely building a serious uh, triangle there that we're going to explode out of. How high? Yeah, there it is. You can actually see it if you draw the line from the peaks to the valley, you know, yep. to the flat line. You'll you'll see there the triangle there, and, and we're about ready to bust through that and break to the upside. How high we go, nobody knows. If somebody in this room, in this chat, or outside, or anyway, tells you where they know XRP is going, guess what? They're lying to you. Nobody knows. Once we bust through 3 dollars 80 something cents stop, we don't know. We're going to be in what's called price discovery zone. We're going to see where this thing can go, how high it's going to take it on hype. Because remember, as I said earlier, world utility is being built just the way it was not in, in 1997. But we didn't see maximum returns on those companies Until 2020, 2021, 30 years, almost 30 years, 20 20 years later. So don't just assume because real world utility starts today that that's going to equal maximum return on the price listing. It does not work that way. You're going to buy it. You're going to hold it. Yes, you're going to take some profits down in speculation phase. This is the last speculation phase we'll have. And then we're going to go into that slow, painful utility phase where you're kind of going sideways for a while. And then the big boys, the ones that win, usually win big.
1: And Jenna, I'm going to kick it to you, but I just want to remind people, subscribe to the channel, guys. We want as many people listening to this content as possible. and We want to grow the community. We have a ton of positive everyday people in the chat. I want to give a shout out to Susie, by the way. Susie, I just want to say your your commitment and appreciation from day one stands out from the group. And we're just looking That's at Susie. 680 people here. Shout out to Susie in the live chat. But Jenna, I did just want to hear some closing comments and then we'll talk about the live chat poll from today.
2: We love you, Susie, and all the warriors in the live chat. Like, you guys just make this show so much fun. Um, no, you know, I just want to pop back to the Steven Narayoff comment. I was just kind of wondering if he didn't mean, like, making up for 2021, that bull run. You know what I mean? I don't know if he meant that this was me the last to- one or he meant the last one, you I know? The same thing.
1: So, so- let, let's read it, and then you give me your immediate reaction. Because, like, I feel like tone would matter. It'd be, here, it'd be yeah. great if we could hear him speaking this. But the sentence that caught my attention is he said, it's catch-up time for the last bull run. So I don't – what do you think, Johnny, Jenna, no. Gonto, what do you guys think?
2: I mean, I'm thinking maybe that four should have be been from, from the last bull run. But maybe for yeah. for the yeah. last bull yeah. run.
4: Yeah, that makes more sense. I, I think Jenna's right. Now that you read that out loud and I listened to it, yeah, that does make sense.
1: From the last bull run, yeah. Guys, the thumbnail is set, even though Jenna exposed <laughs> so the game. Because I think she's right. Now that I read it slowly, I think you're right, Jenna. I think this is – an indication of the suppression we experienced in 2021, not necessarily that XRP is going to go through one last bull market. Johnny, we heard from Gonzo and Jenna. You give me your thoughts. We'll go to the user poll.
3: Yeah, I think what he means is in the last bull run, we got screwed. Let's face it. we didn't, Everything hit all new time highs except XRP. I think that's what he's saying is it's our turn. And we've been saying that too. The monkey is no longer on our back. The monkey is gone. And now XRP has no excuse. To, to, to see how high it can go. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we've been saying another thing we've been saying. It's all about the narratives. It had an ugly narrative. It had the SEC on its back choking it to death. That's not a great narrative for you to want to put money into. Well, think about how great. Oh, yeah. Hey, take your money and go put it in this thing. That's no, it is. It is
2: a great narrative, Johnny. It is because we know that we're buying at a discount, right? We, no, no, we no, can't no, no, expect no. it to move. Us.
3: For, for new liquidity to flow in to drive the price up, it's not a great narrative at all. Well,
2: well, exactly. But if you're buying and you know that they're going through this lawsuit, you have to know that you're buying XRP at a discount. And it can I- take a while. It could take a very long time. But you're getting... A discount, you're not paying a premium for XRP. And I like that. So I know that it's required a lot of patience. But however, that's one of these things like Gonzo said, you know, we're looking at this um support resistance flip and everything. And you know what I did because I had to use I was tired of waiting on my XRP to go up. I was like, I'm missing out on other things. I decided to take some of it and put it into coin M and a five X long and guys, that's not making a ton of XRP, but I will make XRP as the price goes up. But my liquidation price is so low at 39 cents. Like I don't feel like it's going to go down there, so it feels like a really safe play to me. So as XRP goes up, I'm going to continue to make that. But I've been able to trade and make more. But I think it's just one of those things. Our patience will be rewarded. But at the same point, if we've been investing during this time, we do know what we're doing. It's just taking a while. And yes, it is manipulated and suppressed But when this baby flies, it's going to fly.
1: Yeah, she's going to fly. No Johnny, We got to end it there because just for the sake of time, the digital. We asked our live chat today: the which digital asset will have higher returns in 2024? agree XRP will outperform XLM. Now, I only put those two options just to clarify, but... I don't know. I might, we'll, we'll wait and see. Time will tell, guys. And I want to say thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Jenna. And of course, thank you to Gonzo for joining us today. We got 664 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got a special guest coming on tomorrow. So tune in for that episode. It's going to be another great episode. Illinois Tourette is joining the show, ladies and gentlemen. The long-awaited return. We're super excited to see our friend. Love you guys. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, ah
4: Get your shit together.